2: It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got my help that you need it. Zamzos really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home, cause nobody
0: knows. Like Zamzos. It's time for the ZAMZO show on News Talk, KBOI, and KBOI.com. A helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more. Be a part of the show. Email your questions and comments to Zamzos at Zamzos.com. And now, The Zamzo Show on 93.1 FM and the Big 670 KBOI.
2: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on the Zamzo Show. I'm Callie Zamzo, your host today, and I'm very excited to be doing this particular show because it's it's very near and dear to the Zamzo family. Um, before we get too far down the road, I want to let you know that I am not taking live calls today, um, but we will always answer your questions if you email us at zamzos at zamzos.com, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, so keep that in mind. Um, okay. I've got to just get going here with this because I'm very excited about it. Um, today is a special show because, um, our family and our employees have this wonderful passion for giving back to the community. And, um, it's, it's part of the kind of the yin yang between Zamzos and the community because the, the, the community has been who has helped Zamzos be successful for over 90 years, which I still am kind of surprised to say that number. Um, it's, uh, it's it's pretty surreal, um, but over the years we have done various campaigns to raise money, um, and then we you know we we work with our customers and they donate the money to us, and then when we gather up the amount of money that they have donated to us, we match it, and it has resulted in some really tremendous giving um, at the end of and at the end of one year and the beginning of another. Basically, um, we do it during the the holiday season. So, for instance, last year um, at Christmas time we were able to. Um, Well, our customers were able to donate um, over $30,000 and then Zamsos matched that. And so our total donation last year was over $60,000 and it made such an enormous impact to um, several nonprofits. And so it is now time for us to kick off this season's giving and that is what today's call is all about. So I have two separate guests today from two different nonprofits that have been selected to be the beneficiaries of the money that we're going to collect. Um, and before we get to them, let me tell you a little bit about our plan for this season. Um, we're calling it Stockings for Shelters. And um, when our customers donate $2, they can fill up a stocking and they can get 20% off of everything that's in the stocking. And we'll even supply the stocking while we have supplies. Um, or you can bring your own stocking if you prefer. And um, so that, that $2 donation goes, goes into the to the kitty. We have another Option to, um, in addition to the two dollars, if our customers round up, or because the donation cards have these cute little dog and cat backsides on them, we say round butt. Um, so if you are willing to round butt with a little bit of extra money, then you can write your pet's name on some cute little cards and donate in their honor. And then throughout the holiday season, we display those cards all the way throughout our stores, and um, and it's just such a wonderful, wonderful time of year. Very, very fun, um, and very. Wildly successful um, because our customers are so incredibly generous. So this year we're supporting four local nonprofits that support homeless animals. Um, the first one is the Idaho Humane Society, um, Simply Cats, Pet Adoption League of Gem County, and Pet Haven Adoption Center in Nampa. Um, so without further ado, I want to welcome my first guest of this show, um, Lorian Mayv, and she is with the Idaho Humane Society and. Lorian, before I actually bring you in, can I just start by saying thank you? Thank you to you for everything that you do and to your organization, the Idaho Humane Society, for everything that you do for this valley and for the homeless, wonderful homeless animals that we have here. You do such great work. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: so, can we just let's just start off by asking what do you do for the Idaho Humane Society? So without any bias, I think I have the best job because I get to take the cute animals pictures for the website. I get to video them for our social media pages and feature them on TikTok and fun things like Mm. that. But I also cover the harder things like medical stories and I get to... I get to do fun things like this, where I get to come on the radio or I get to go and do news interviews and talk about all the fun and exciting and also hard things that we get to do. Oh man, your, your job
2: is very important because you're getting the word out so that people know what's going on. By the way, um, I was looking at kind of the, social posts. And you have a recent one where you have, um, I think the, the, they're like dogs and they all have sunglasses on.
3: Yep. Well, oh we did that gosh. on Monday.
2: It was fantastic. Absolutely love that. And um, I completely leaned into it. I found myself scrolling these pictures of these darling dogs. Um, did you, did you
3: take those photographs? So we actually have an incredible volunteer and she donates her time every Monday to take these great photos of shelter pets. Her name is Net, and she's with Unleashed Fur Pet Photography. See, that is our community. This is why I love this so much.
2: I, people have a passion for things and then they just do it. So, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I do love your work. I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan of the things that you do and and how you get the word out. And and um gosh, things have changed a lot from back in the day where you would have to just go to the humane society and then walk the aisles and try to decide about your pet. You can look online and you can you can find pets that way and and lean into it and then and then go to the go to the actual adoption center and 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 get them. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's exactly how it works now. And it's been a big benefit being able to post their pictures online. So people can kind of get an idea before they come in. Yeah. So um, I think for a lot of people, a lot of us are bleeding hearts. I think
2: one of the things that I and it's a very tiny thing that I do, but um, but sharing those posts out if you're somebody who is on social media, if you like your page, then when those posts come through, when you see one that touches your heart, you can share it. And then, you know, you might be spreading the message and one of
3: those animals might get adopted sooner. That's exactly right. Because the more shares means the more eyes and the more views on these animals. And you never know what, who you're one, you never know who is going to end up seeing that post that you share. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love your work. I didn't realize you you were behind the work, but yes, it's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. It's very nice to meet you.
2: Um, Can you share, speaking of warm things, can you share a success story or something that's
3: touched your heart recently at the Idaho Humane Society? This is actually so easy for me to answer because less than a month ago, we had this, we had the sweetest dog. She was 14, Mm. 14 and a half, actually, when she got adopted. Wow. She had been with us for, I believe, about a month and a half. And in my almost nearly three years of being there, this was the first animal that brought tears to my eyes. Oh, my gosh. She... Had so much spunk, so much life left in her, so much love to give, and she had been there for quite a while, and so it was really starting to tug on all of her heartstrings, and when the day that she got adopted, I think most of, not most of, well, yeah, a good chunk of the staff had some tears in their eyes, and we were so happy to see her go home, and she just had the funnest little trot, and her ears would flop as she was trotting, and she just was trotting right to this family as she was getting walked out, and it was so heartwarming and I was just so happy to see this dog finally mm. go home. It didn't matter how old she was. And that just speaks to our community and how supportive they are and that we really can find a good fit for any animal that comes into our shelter. Yeah, I, I find the community to be amazing in that
2: way, too. Um that is selfless when you're because you know that if you're 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 adopting an older dog that you're not going to have them for that long you know just the way that's how life goes um that just takes enormous just an enormous heart to be able to do that and and yeah it's communities filled with people like that i also find it interesting um you kind of giving that backstory i think i think a lot of us who 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 look at the work that people like you do, we think, well, you have to have some sort of a hard edge to you. And I actually am learning that that is actually the opposite. Um, it's not a hard edge. It's the fact that you're able to live with the pain and, and, and still continue because you have such a focused passion for what you're doing, um, which makes you a remarkable person and the people you work with absolutely remarkable in my opinion. It's, it's awesome. Again, thank you. I'm
3: just, I'm feeling so grateful for you. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. Cause it's very true. our, Staff, especially, our animal care attendants get so attached to these animals, and it really does affect them in the work that they do. They try their absolute best to get them into great matches of homes yeah but yeah that's that's difficult work in and of itself,
2: isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow, so is there anything else any other heartwarming stories or anything else that you want to add before we go to break anything that comes to mind
3: that was the one that i had like focused in on yes we have lots but that's the one i was ready for (laughs) no worries no
2: worries yeah so it's time to take a break you're listening to the zamzo show i'm callie zamzo your host today and we're talking about stockings for shelters a zamzo's campaign to raise money for four local animal shelters we'll be back in just a moment to talk more about that with the humane society
1: if you have a lawn garden pets or agriculture issue you want addressed Email zamzos at zamzos.com.
0: The Zamzo Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI.
2: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, along with my brother Joss. Hi Callie, what's up? Well, it seems like the price of everything, that's what's up.
4: But when it comes to feeding a quality dog food, you don't have to spend a lot of money. At least not with Zamzo's Chunk, Pro Sport, or Fundamentals.
2: That's true. A lot of folks are on a budget.
4: Which is exactly why we don't spend a lot on fancy packaging, but instead spend our money on good ingredients that provide great nutrition, starting at just $34.99 for a 40-pound bag of Zamzo's Chunk.
2: Tell me about Zamzo's Pro Sport and Fundamentals.
4: Well, with 20 24% protein and 20% fat. ProSport may offer the best protein-to-fat ratio of any dog food you can buy.
2: And Zamzo's Fundamentals features quality fundamental ingredients that dogs love.
4: And starting at just $46.79 for a 30-pound bag when you're on the Zamzo's Lawn Program. So if you're on a budget and want to feed a quality dog food, Zamzo's Chunk, ProSport, and Fundamentals might be for you. Well, that's just common sense. Hey, maybe we ought to call these three foods our common sense line. You know, Joss, I don't just like it. I love it. And now back to the Zamzo Show,
0: a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to the Zamzo Show. I'm your host Callie Zamzo, and we're talking to Lorian Maeve of uh, the Idaho Humane Society, and we're having a wonderful conversation. Um, we're talking about donations today because we're kicking off a campaign where um, Zamzo's customers will donate money and then Zamzo's matches those funds and we end up donating them. This year we'll be donating to four separate um, local animal shelters, and Idaho Humane Society is one of them. So Lorian, let's um let's talk about the current challenges that the Idaho Humane Society is is dealing with right now?
3: Well, we have had a bit of a decline um, in our donations, actually, since the economy has dipped a little bit. We aren't getting as many um, food donations and things like that. And that's really what we rely on a lot to help um, with our pet food pantry and our meals on wheels, especially, which the whole goal of those programs are to keep pets in their homes. That way they don't have to come to us due to A a shortage of food, so we have noticed a dip in the donations. And then, with the housing crisis, I would call it, Mm -hmm. um, people are having a harder time finding homes that they can afford or that they can uh, that allows pets. Maybe the pet deposit is really expensive, and so we have seen a bit of an uptick with people having to surrender their pets due to housing, which is just so unfortunate.
2: Oh, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, and the and the owners both. both. Oh my gosh! And you think about the difficult it's difficult anyway, they're, they're struggling anyway. And then they have to let go of
3: their best friend a lot of times, yep, which is yep, their companion and that, mm-hmm. that animal that's a, that's a, uh, provides so much love and yeah. comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Oh
2: gosh, that's heartbreaking. Well, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, about what the funds for the Idaho Humane Society, you know, the donations that we're going to be gathering. Let's talk a little bit about where that where that goes or what you guys use those for at the, at the Idaho Humane Society.
3: We appreciate all kinds of no donations. However, monetary ones are great because we can allocate them to whatever we need. So whether we need um, specific kinds of food for a dog that has... A very restricted diet maybe they are allergic to chicken so then we have to buy a specific kind of food that's a beef protein just little Mm -hmm. things like that or the big things is the big things are helping us cover medical care for example we might get a dog um, in that was found on the side of the road it had been hit by a car with maybe two broken legs we are going to provide that surgery repair two broken legs which is thousands of dollars regularly and then we'll adopt that dog out for maybe $250. So we're not gaining anything on our adoption fees. So the donations and stuff are really helpful in in being able to cover all those medical costs. Oh, and allowing sense. us to provide these life-saving and life-changing surgeries to give this dog a second chance. You
2: know, I think it's interesting uh, when you talk to the public um, about you know, what happens at, at shelters. I think sometimes we, we cut out that part of it. We think like all of them come in perfectly happy and healthy, and then you just turn <laughs> them and, and get find a new home for them. That would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly that is not the case. Obviously there are some pretty traumatic things that happen to some of these animals. And, and that's part of the care that you provide is that you do care about these lives and, and you help them feel better and, and get better before you adopt them back out again, which I think people forget that. You know, it's just, it's not just holding them in a cage until somebody adopts
3: them. It's a exactly. Lot of yep. And it's, it's easy to forget that because you don't see it. You walk into the shelter, you see this really happy dog wagging its tail. It just wants love. And that's all you're thinking about. You're not thinking about the life that it might've led before it got to this point. Right. Right. Oh, that's so touching. Um, okay. Well, so can we
2: talk a little bit about if somebody start to feel inspired and i hope they do i hope they're listening right now and they're like oh i want to do more if they want to get involved with the idaho humane society what are some options that they might have other than obviously coming to zamzos and donating money this holiday season if they
3: wanted to get even more involved what would they do we have several options both of which we could not do the work that we do without so we rely heavily on our volunteers and heavily on our foster parents um volunteering is a great way to get involved if maybe you love pets but you can't have one at your house or you're not sure you want to take on that responsibility yet you can come and get your fix and play with the cats and the dogs and just so like say you wanted to come play with some cats that provides great socialization for the cats you can um get the dogs out and help walk them and exercise them. We also have tons of laundry, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. And dishes, just... all that stuff on the back end that just helps free up some of our staff's time to do more of the um, work that they're specifically trained to do. Um, and they're, that way they're not distracted with having to wash blankets and stuff if the volunteers can help with that. Um, we also have a great foster program, which... I think some people don't understand that you can pick the animal you foster. It's not like we assign you an animal. You can pick whether you're bottle feeding a kitten, whether you're doing rehab for a dog that had leg surgery. You get to pick. And also the benefit of that is you have the first option to adopt. Ah, So once that animal is all healthy and good to go, if you decide you just can't possibly part ways with it, it's become your family member, uh, then you get to adopt it. Yeah, this was
2: I, I fostered kittens for a while. And I did for a while have quite a few kittens that I was <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I can get right. I can, you know, turn them over to have somebody else, um, you know, adopt them. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting how even that work you you kind of find a cadence with where you know, your role is from this point to this point, And then when they get to be adopted, you still have that warm and fuzzy feeling uh, without actually having to, to take them in and and have them as your own pet, yeah. But but that is definitely a risk of the of doing is, that particular. It is job. a little bit, yeah. Um, I also did the dog walking, where it would come and, and just you know give have it, get the dogs that are there mm-hmm. um, and give them a little walk around the the area, and and that is very rewarding too. And um, you get to know various breeds and kind of different personalities. And um, I, I, it, what was interesting to me was learning really how different dogs can be, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't have a lot of dogs growing up. I have a dog now, but when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of dogs. So it was, it was fun for me to get to know all the personalities of various breeds. And, and obviously there's a lot of mixed breeds. And so it was fascinating for
3: me and very fun. To it do is that, fun. To yeah. With. And also it's helpful because then, um, volunteers can provide feedback like, Oh, this dog, uh, knows this trick that maybe the staff didn't know about, ah. or they walk so great on leash or just little things like that, that, um, you can provide that helps them get adopted into a home or um dang it just those little things that you guys can that the volunteers can provide that help them get adopted into the right home yeah and also with the fostering i meant to add we provide all of the food, all the supplies, all of that. So nothing comes out of your own budget. It is all taken care of. We're just asking that you bring this animal into your home until it is ready to be adopted into its forever home, if if it's not yours. <laughs> yes, if, if yes, exactly. Oh, well, okay, so
2: that's great. I think the other part about getting to volunteer at the Humane Society is that you um, are with a lot of like-minded people. So if this is something that... That captivates your heart and you have an idea that it might be kind of fun, probably the people that are there, I'm guessing, are going to be just like you. You're going to have like-minded people who have this this common goal and um, common passion. And so the volunteer work is fun as well because of the people that you meet, not
3: just the animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, the people there who have this big heart for animals and have this passion of getting them adopted and just being able to provide that
2: um, okay, so I the last time that I was, did any donating, um, and it was it was a pet food donation. I went out by the airport, um, but I understand now you have a new location, and so will you will you kind of explain that? Like, are there are there two locations or is like. Give us give us an understanding of how the Humane Society, Humane Society, is now location wise.
3: Of course, so we have our old location, which is out by the airport, like you had mentioned, and that one is now our intake facility. So that's where strays are brought in. That's where owner surrenders come into, and then that's where we do all of our trans our transfers. So when we we do a lot of work with other local Idaho shelters with. Um, dogs facing euthanasia because of overcrowding or they just don't have the resources, which is a common problem in these little rural Idaho towns. Mm-hmm. We transfer dogs in weekly from places like Jerome, um, Weezer, Twin Falls, all those areas. We're bringing in dogs in all the time. And that's where they're going to the airport location. That's where they receive their medical work. Um And they're spays, neuters, anything until they're ready to go and be adopted. Then they come to our adoption center, which is on um, Overland and Bird Street, right by the Walmart and the Bluebird Car Wash. So that's where when you want to come meet an animal to potentially adopt, you're going to come into that location. And that's a new, beautiful facility. It opened in 2019
2: right before we had to close down. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I somehow missed that. Goodness. Well, so you bring up a good point as far as the Idaho Humane Society is concerned. You're a little bit different shelter in the sense that you do have you're kind of a hub for a lot of other shelters and you're helping out a lot of the smaller communities um, that maybe don't have the resources to have a shelter or their shelters are much smaller or their, their volunteer groups are much smaller. Um, so that's a
3: that's a lot of work in and of itself. It is, and it's it's crucial. Some small rural towns don't have the means to house dogs for extended periods of time, so it's crucial that we have this great relationship working with them where we can be transferring in animals from those locations that come to us, get the medical work they might need, or just evaluations, and then they hit our adoption floor, and then they can be adopted. Things like that is just great that we're able to provide this resource for these animals that without us wouldn't really have much of a chance, and then we bring them in and they're adopted in like a week or two, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic.
2: Well, this has been a lovely conversation. I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, we're speaking with Lorian Mavie of the Idaho Humane Society. Um, they're just one of the recipients. Uh, that we're going to have four recipients for the Stockings for Shelters campaign at ZAMZO's this year. Um, and so thank you for coming and talking to us a little bit and helping us understand the Humane
3: Society a little bit better. This has been a great conversation. Well, thank you for having me. I love getting to talk about the work that we do and brag about our cute little animals. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. So now if people wanted to find you, what is the website? Um, IdahoHumaneSociety.org, and we have an Instagram, Facebook page, and TikTok, and all of them you can find us by just searching Idaho Humane Society. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back,
2: we have another shelter that we're going to talk to, and you're listening to The Zamzo Show. If
0: you have a lawn, garden, pets, or agriculture issue you want addressed, email zamzos at
4: zamzos.com.
1: The Zamzo Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this
4: is Josh Zamzo here with my five-year-old son, Charlie, to talk about Stockings for Shelters.
5: What's Stockings for Shelters, John?
4: Well, it's a fundraiser for our local animal shelters. Last year, Zamzo's customers raised $30,000, Charlie. How much are you going to give them, Dad? Well, last year, the Zamzo family matched what our customers gave, raising the total to over $61,000. That's a yacht, Dad. And this year, we hope to raise even more. Who
5: does it help, Dad?
4: Well, this year, we added Simply Cats and Boise, and do you remember who I told you the other three shelters would be this year, Charlie?
5: Idaho's is the main site of the pet Haven and Yampa, pal and ammo.
4: And when folks donate, they get a free stocking for their pet that they can stuff with toys and treats and get 20% off everything they can fit inside. That's a yacht. But Charlie, what's the real reason folks should donate to Zamzo Stockings for Shelters? The
5: animals need help, Dad. Can I go play Minecraft now?
0: Nobody knows.
1: Now back to The Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets and more on News Talk KBOI.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to The Zamzo Show. I'm Callie Zamzo. And today we're interviewing a couple of representatives from local animal shelters who will be the recipients of the some donations that, that our customers will be um, participating in over the holiday season. Um, and then Zamzo's usually matches that. And, and then we have this fun donation that we give in the end. And we have four um, four an- local animal shelters that we'll be donating the money to this year. And so um, my next guest uh, is from the organization called Simply Cats. Please welcome Jen Hernandez, the Outreach and Fundraising Coordinator for Simply Cats.
1: Welcome. <laughs> we're so glad to, to have here. you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you here. And uh, we're very excited about this campaign to be raising money. And um, Simply Cats is very close to the Zamzo's heart. We've had several of our family members have been volunteers over the years. Um, and we we are a huge cat family. We're, we all have cats and we're big. We're, we're nutty we're nutty cat people. So um, very fun to have you in the in the studio today. Um, so let's get started just by finding out a little bit about what, what do you do for Simply Cats?
1: Like you said, I am the outreach and fundraising coordinator. It's really nice besides like just getting to save cats for living. I really just get to connect with community and really just spread the word about what we do and try to get a lot of these cats into their forever home. Um, I know some of these cats have been at our location for a while, and that's always no fun. We don't want this to be something where they're at long-term. Um, ideally, we want them to get out, so I just get to help them out with that and just get their names out there so we can ideally just get them adopted as soon as possible. Absolutely. I, If people haven't been to Simply Cats location,
2: it is a lovely place, and you have created an environment for these cats to be in that is, uh, it's, it's, it's unique. It's, it, it seems very friendly and, um, like a, a, like a nice place for the cats to live. And they, they seem to, they seem to be doing just fine there. they they're, they get to roam around and, um, and you have a couple of them even that will, that if you're, you know, in the main area, they'll just be wandering around and they'll come up and say hi to you. And so it's not like they're in cages. They're, you know, yeah. Wandering around. It's very fun.
1: We are Boise's cageless, no kill feline only adoption centers, so um, that is definitely the whole having 13 rooms instead of kennel cages is something that makes simply cats really unique and uh, we really like because they get to also just socialize while they are in our residency and that's just one of the big benefits they get and then we have of course our resident cat Crash oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) I follow him you guys
2: post things on social media and I just I love that was it Cadbury where they did the whole high five thing with Crash oh my gosh what a wonderful campaign that cat captured my heart the second that I met him
1: and gosh he's, he's getting up in age now yeah yes yes I I would be guessing with how old he is but I know he it's he's definitely a, like much older now than I want to say around 7 to 8 but don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's wonderful.
2: If people have not looked him up I mean, there's definitely a following there. Uh, he's he's worth he's worth following. <laughs> yeah,
1: I before crash, I had no clue cats could sit and high five. And yeah. I thought that was pretty cool and crazy. Very trainable. <laughs>
2: very trainable. He's a darling cat. Absolutely love that cat. Um, okay, well, wonderful. So, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the current challenges that that you're facing at Simply Cats right now? Right now,
1: as we all know, we are you know stuff's getting back to normal after the whole pandemic with. COVID. And during COVID, it was a, a tough year. There's just the whole overpopulation with individuals not being able to either afford or quarantining and not being able to get spays and neuters for their cats. So um, that quickly got out of control. And mm. there's a sense of overpopulation to where we were getting more intakes than we we're getting adoptions out. And intakes being um, whether it's because they lost their job or they just you know, financially can't afford it, whatever their situation was, um, we actually had to end up stop taking intakes to just let us catch up. Um, So now, like, you know, moving forward from that, it has finally settled down. And that's really great. So that's just been something we've been trying to come back from and just reduce those numbers for our population and make up for you know, that time, that was kind of like a little bit of a setback for, I, I imagine, not just us, but for a lot of businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can, I can imagine. It,
2: yeah, it's, it's such a difficult thing. Um, I were talking earlier with the Humane Society about, you know, when somebody has to give up an animal, you're already in a financial situation or you're in a situation where you're moving and you, you're, the new place won't take the animal. It's you're, You as the human are in disarray, and that's the time when we need our animals the most. So when they have to give up an animal their companion that yeah. i mean it's it's very very challenging when you have to do something like that what a nice thing to be able to come to you and um, an organization like yours and know that your cat is in really good hands so i'm, I'm glad that you were able to be there for those people that's really important work yeah. yeah gosh okay well so so let's talk a little bit about what donations like where the where the donations go what at your location or your um, organization when somebody donates money what do you guys use that money for
1: So we are a not-for-profit organization, so all of our funding is donation-based. So we really do depend on our donors and community to help us get by with our daily operations, but for the cat's needs and care, any medical procedures, spays, neuters. So do you have,
2: like, is there a surgical center there? Like, do you have, like, are there vets on staff? So are you like performing
1: spays there on location and things like that? We do do some in-house surgeries. We only do just a few of them. Besides just having SNP, it's more the smaller stuff. I know here upcoming, they're checking out a hernia. So it's a lot of just the more smaller, but they don't happen as frequently. Most of our operations in our surgery room are spays and neuters. Okay. You mentioned SNP. Can you talk just briefly about SNP so that if our
2: listeners are wondering what that is, could you tell them a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. They provide spays and neuters to the community for a more affordable price for those who just can't afford it, so... Their mission is, of course, to help those who want to get their cats spayed or neutered, but don't have the means. Yeah, it's Um, so important. You know, it's interesting that we talk about
2: overpopulation. It starts with the spays and neuters. And when people can't afford that, that's like one of the first things that they're like, I can't, I can't do it. But then the next thing you know, now you've got a bunch of kittens and you can't mm -hmm. afford that either. So it's really wonderful what SNP does to, to help bring those costs down and make it uh, possible for, for really anybody to be able to stop the population growth at the beginning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so to just
1: a- reduce any homeless cats and make sure all cats have a home and that they're not malnourished or yeah. out on the streets, and especially with these cold times coming up. Absolutely, it's heartbreaking when you think about it. It's uh, very, very
2: challenging. So do you, have a, do you have a heartwarming story about a cat? Do you have uh, one in particular or something that's happened recently?
1: I am glad you asked. Um, so we did have something just happen. I believe it was last week. We were about to close. And earlier that day, we had a call from a concerned young lady who was just wanting some help. She had a litter of 11 kittens, which is oh. usually unheard of because usually it's eight at most. So, And it was all from one litter, too. She came to our door asking for help with a litter of 11 kittens, and we were about to close. But luckily, our foster assistant was about to head out, and she was still there, and she's a rock star. (sighs) She she handled it really well. She took them in she processed their intake and then just very last minute put up a post you know it's already late in the evening awesome and i can tell you more afterwards
2: okay yes it
1: looks like we've got a break so yes um, you're listening to the zamzo
2: show and uh, we're talking with simply cats today and learning a lot about their agency and so we will be back after this break
1: if you have a lawn garden pets or agriculture issue you want addressed email zamzos at zamzos.com
0: the zamzo show
4: will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, here with my five-year-old son, Charlie, to talk about Stockings for Shelters.
5: What's Stockings for Shelters, John?
4: Well, it's a fundraiser for our local animal shelters. Last year, Zamzo's customers raised $30,000, Charlie. How much are you going to give them, Dad? Well, last year, the Zamzo family matched what our customers gave, raising the total to over $61,000. That's a yacht, Dad. And this year, we hope to raise even more. Who does it help, Dad? Well, this year, we added Simply Cats and Boise. And do you remember who I told you the other three shelters would be this year, Charlie?
5: Idaho's the main side of the Pet Haven and Yampa, Appell and Emmett.
4: And when folks donate, they get a free stocking for their pet that they can stuff with toys and treats and get 20% off everything they can fit inside. That's a yacht. But Charlie, what's the real reason folks should donate to Zamzo Stockings for Shelters?
5: The animals need help, Dad. Can I go play Minecraft now?
1: Nobody
5: knows.
0: And now back to The Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI.
2: Welcome back to The Zamzo Show. I'm Callie Zamzo, your host today, and we are talking with Jen Hernandez uh, with Simply Cats. And um, and Jen was just in the middle of telling us a story about 11 kittens that were brought into the shelter here within the last couple of weeks, um, or into Simply Cats, I should say. So tell us tell us the rest of the story.
1: Okay, so our foster assistant, um, a rock star, took care of it all really well. She did not hesitate. She, after processing their whole intake, she did make a quick post to the foster network we have on Facebook, and it was just you know already the evening, and we were a little unsure where. You know, these 11 bottle fed kittens are going to mm. go. Um, if all went bad, the the staff would, of course, take them. But it was really amazing because all within an hour and a half, we got their intake processed. And we had fosters just reach out like pretty right away and oh, be wow. more like more than ready to be willing to help us and pick them up that same night. So it was really nice to see some of these events that don't always happen often, but when they do, it, it's very heartwarming. Um, That, you know, again, like these another 11 lives changed and this is just their beginning of their journey. And it's only uphill from from here. And um, I know this this young lady traveled all the way from Sun Valley just to bring us these kids. So it really means a lot to see the community and how much they care. And and, you know, our fosters, how willing they are to just step forward right away. Um, and because Lebkin's, especially bottle fed, isn't a walk in the park either. No, no. I, uh,
2: as I mentioned, our family has has taken that on a little bit, and um, it is it's very intense, especially right in the beginning. You know, getting up in the middle of the night to make sure that they're you know being fed and eat so um, often. Yes. But there really is nothing like bottle feeding a baby kitten I gotta say like their little ears little fat ears wiggle while they're they're eating, and their meows (laughs) oh my gosh they're just (laughs) the best they're so sweet and when you start them that young when you're you know handling them they they become the most docile wonderful cats later you know that as as grown-ups they're wonderful cats so um that warms my heart but 11 I mean that's a lot yeah
1: tell us lot. about it yeah
2: yeah <laughs> we were in shock that's, say uh, the least. that speaks a lot for for your communication with your volunteers and and your ability to to get the word out and have them respond quickly i mean this is a this is an
1: organization of people who are connected and and at the ready so that's that's awesome yeah if that doesn't say how grateful and how much support we have yeah. i don't know what does no, i agree
2: <laughs> i agree what a wonderful story um Okay, so this does bring us to the question about, so if somebody is listening and they're like, you know, I want to bottle feed a baby kitten. How do I do that? How could people get involved if they want to, aside from coming to Zamzo's during the holiday season and donating money, um, which we will match and and be donating? um, Is there something they can do? Like, Can they sign up for some of these volunteer jobs? Like, what are some of the things that they could do?
1: Yeah. For what we had earlier, we do have fosters. It's something that people can sign up. There's more information on our website. We always appreciate all the help because as mentioned before, sometimes we have these unplanned situations where we just need a foster home right there and then. So uh, it's, it's always nice to have, you know, have that there just in case we need them. Um, And as you know, they prepare to be ready for the adoption floor. Foster homes really make the whole difference. We couldn't do without them. Now, what if what if
2: somebody is never fostered before? Should they be worried about that? Is it very difficult? Like, do they do they need to have any special information or like technique or I mean, or training? Is there anything like that or or do you guys
1: help with all of that? So our foster and volunteer coordinator would know more, but. I know she's really good at it. She walks them through. It's at no cost to them, and they they we provide all the stuff for them, and they just come pick up the litter, the food, um, and all all they really need to do is just it's their time and providing that shelter for the kittens, and everything else will, will help them through, and there's a really nice um, relationship between the coordinator um, that does fosters and volunteer and the fosters, Um that just help make it as smooth as possible and easy for them as possible that's awesome and, yeah that's really great and then to to mention again we um, she also takes care of our volunteering and we're always needing volunteers they are critical they play a critical role in us helping us accomplish our mission and helping cats and kittens in need and that's also um you can find more information on our online page and we have positions from room cleaning to room porter or shelter care, enrichment, maintenance, and even gardening. There's short-term and long-term where we ask for a commitment of six months. So there's there's quite the options um, to where you have to at least be the age of 12 to volunteer. And, of course, you'll need an adult with you. And at 16, you can do it independently. but. Um, we let people as young as twelve to already just get involved and make that difference if they want to that's what a wonderful opportunity
2: for twelve year olds gosh I didn't realize that that's incredible that uh that speaks a lot to your to your team um because that's a lot that's some mentoring when you're when you have a twelve year old coming to help um so that's that's another another plus <laughs> on your yeah. column you guys yeah. are you could do a great job
1: yeah i i know um I'm really excited because the year's not over yet, and we have already had around 10,011 volunteer hours already as of October wow. 31st. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which is crazy once you total it up, but um, this is what it takes, and it makes—we really depend and appreciate our all our dedicated volunteers that— um, both that, you know, come in daily and also that, you know, whenever they can, it, it makes the whole difference. That's awesome. And I,
2: I would imagine that the volunteers get just as much out of it as the cabs do in the organization. You know, I, you know, I heard you say like, like gardening. So if you're somebody who, you know, you, you may not feel that comfortable, you know, handling the animals or whatever, but you have maintenance around your Mm -hmm. facilities and that sort of thing. So if somebody just wants to come and pull weeds and help out, that is even helpful. So, um, Gosh, that's great! You make it easy. That's wonderful. So you say your website. What is your website? It is just going to be simplycats.org. Okay, wonderful. And um, I didn't, I didn't mention it as far as your location is concerned. Will you describe where the location of Simply Cats is?
1: Yeah, we are right about in the corner of Victory Road and Maple Grove, down Victory, Victory View Way. Okay,
2: it's a, it's a fairly new facility. If I either that or you guys have done a great job of keeping it. Yeah. So it feels very new. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember the last time I was in there, I, I was really impressed by it. So yeah, it's very cool. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, this has been a wonderful conversation about your organization and what you guys are doing for the community. So again, let's, let's reiterate the website. So you said simplycats.org.org. Okay. Um, and they can find volunteer opportunities there. They can get your contact information. Um, they can, I'm assuming they can also see some of the cats that are for adoption is that also on the site yes okay. yes
1: all our adoptable cats both in facility and those who decide to post out of facility as they wait await oh wait for their intake are all on there lost and found anything awesome so- wonderful. Well, thank you, Jen Hernandez for, from Simply Cats for being with us today
2: and, and talking about your organization. Um, thank you for listening, listeners, uh, to this this show. And we hope that you will come into the Zamzo stores during the holiday season and um, donate to Stockings for Shelters and uh, help make this community um, even stronger than it already is. So with that, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to The Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more. If there's anything you missed on today's program or to hear past podcasts of The Zamzo Show, go to kboi.com or the KBOI app and click podcast.
3: Thank you for listening
2: to The Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, along with my brother Joss. Hi Callie, what's up? Well, it seems like the price of everything, that's what's
4: up. But when it comes to feeding a quality dog food, you don't have to spend a lot of money. At least not with Zamzo's Chunk, Pro Sport, or Fundamentals.
2: That's true. A lot of folks are on a budget.
4: Which is exactly why we don't spend a lot on fancy packaging, but instead spend our money on good ingredients that provide great nutrition, starting at just $34.99 for a 40-pound bag of Zamzo's Chunk.
2: Tell me about Zamzo's Pro Sport and Fundamentals.
4: Well, with 20 24% protein and 20% fat, ProSport may offer the best protein-to-fat ratio of any dog food you can buy.
2: And Zamzo's Fundamentals features quality fundamental ingredients that dogs love.
4: And starting at just $46.79 for a 30-pound bag when you're on the Zamzo's Lawn Program. So if you're on a budget and want to feed a quality dog food, Zamzo's Chunk, ProSport, and Fundamentals might be for you. Well, that's just common sense. Hey, maybe we ought to call these three foods our common sense line.
2: You know, Joss, I don't just like it. I love it.